0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. We want as many to come to faith in Jesus as possible. The Holy Spirit empowers us when he calls us to salvation. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit is involved in you coming to faith and maybe you need to come to faith? Well, this is what 1 Corinthians says. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit.
1: Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Allow me to ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear Holy Spirit? Perhaps you think of a ghost, as in the Holy Ghost mentioned in the King James Bible. Perhaps you think of a force, like the force from Star Wars. Perhaps you think of the different gifts the Holy Spirit is said to give believers in Jesus. For most of us, the Holy Spirit is a mystery, and we're not sure who or what it is. In this sermon series, The Invisible God, we're going to seek to clarify who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit desires to do in each of our lives. We will examine the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us, the personhood of the Holy Spirit as he desires to relate to us, the power of the Holy Spirit that God desires to have come through us and the presence of the Holy Spirit that we continually have with us. Through this study, our hope is you will be able to enter into a deeper relationship with God's spirit that resides in you.
0: For most of us is that where we really need to be reminded that we need help is in the day to day actions of our lives those moments when we're just talking to people, those instances in which maybe somebody does need some mercy and kindness, but we're not feeling very merciful and kind. When we need God's Spirit, it's really in these instances in which God is teaching us new lessons. Let Let me say it to you this way. Never forget the lessons God's Spirit has taught you. Because some of you have learned great lessons through God's Spirit guiding you and leading you. But always be open to new lessons he is giving you. I'll tell you how this applies to me specifically. Is often I can get my sermon done during the week about by Wednesday. And usually through the course of writing that sermon, I am surrendering myself over to God. I am saying, all right, God, what do you want this to be? And there's some, I can say there's at least some moments in there where I'm like, That's, like that is the, of the Lord. That's really coming together well. And then comes Saturday night, where I start working on it, and Sunday morning, and what I've learned to start teaching myself to do is say, God, okay, what I've got, I think it's, I think it's okay, I think it's, it's going to work, but Lord, how can you make this better? I don't want to just live on Wednesday's lessons. I, I'm, I'm here Saturday night, I'm here Sunday morning to hear what, however, however it is that you want to make this sermon better. What's the new lesson for today, Lord? And you just position yourself in this place of weakness to say, what do you have for me right now? How can I serve you better with what has been given to me? And often I'll come up here and, and I'll start tying together things. And even as I'm preaching, stories, examples, applications will just start to come together that I, never writ- I had never written. But it took me like 15 years of preaching to finally realize I don't have to come up here ready to just kill it every single time and have every single word memorized. I just need to familiarize myself with the message and then be ready to do what ready to be available to whatever God wants to do in that moment. And here's how it comes home to you though. You've learned how to have a good marriage. Maybe you've even learned how to be a great parent. And you can start depending on or maybe you grew up in a Christian home and you can start depending on Those lessons from a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you should never forget those lessons. But maybe what if, but maybe God is trying to do something else in addition to that lesson in that moment. And maybe he's trying to teach you something else in the way that you interact with your spouse, in the way that you sort out problems, the way that you come to some sort of a solution to whatever it is that you're dealing with. Yeah, the lessons from the past are important, but maybe right now in this moment you need God's Spirit to to teach you, to empower you, to speak to each other differently, to sort out issues differently, even when it comes to parenting, even when it comes to dealing with grandchildren, even when it comes to being a Christian. Because you know how to come to church, and you've learned the lessons about how it is that you should sing and listen and be here, but what if God was wanting to do something fresh in you? and that takes a little bit of vulnerability. But we gotta be willing to surrender ourselves and connect ourselves to him. This is what I kinda liken a lot of what we do on on, uh, Sunday mornings or Saturday nights or whenever it is that you connect with church. This is what I liken it to. We often come here worn out, worn down, the battery's dead, okay? Here, I'll tell you something, the worst thing that happens to me, let me tell you something when it comes to the phone looking like this, my phone looking like this, is I'll set it on the counter, and I'll go over to it because I need it, I tap it, and then I get this screen. One inch away is the charger. It's like right there, it's just right there. All I had to do was just connect it, and then this phone would be charged up. Now I'm gonna have to wait 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it takes to get the phone charged up enough to be able to use. And it was just right there. I mean, it was just right there, but I was never willing to connect it to the charger to allow it to function the way that it was supposed to. It had the power source, but I wasn't willing to get it connected to the power. And here we are. We're right here at church. I mean, we're at church. I mean, you can't get any closer. God's Spirit is with you. He's in you. But, I mean, even as it relates to a location, a place, like, you can't get any closer to God. You're right here with him. But if you're relying on the past and you're just going through the motions, man, you're not going to get connected and recharged and powered up the way that you need to be. And that requires a certain disposition of weakness, because when we come into it with that kind of an attitude, that kind of a disposition, God is ready to tap right into us and fill us up and help us to be what we need to be throughout the rest of the week really launch us out into the world. Zechariah, I love how he says that this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by my might, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The second thing that we learn about empowerment is that we grow spiritually. We grow spiritually by the Holy Spirit. This is what 1 Corinthians tells us. And that is what some of you were. He's referring back to their old life, their old behaviors before they were a Christian, before they were uh, rejuvenated, before they became who they are in Christ. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, which we all, any Christian would agree with, but then he tags the Spirit on them it, And he says, and by the Spirit of God too. Because they're all the same and they're all connected and this is how it's going to happen. Now here's what often happens in Christianity though. Here's what often happens in our
1: lives
0: is that we can modify our behavior enough to get better. We can work hard enough to get to improve ourselves. We can change ourselves just enough to forget what we were to become a little bit better, marginally better. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, ValleyViewCC.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. And this is, I think, what I like in it too. It's like a bicycle. You see, I can ride a bicycle here to the church from my home. I could do that, and it would probably take thirty or forty minutes if I survived, because there's a highway out here in which people are nuts on and. You would be crazy to do this. But I could do this, and in 30 or 40 minutes, I would drive from my house to here, and I'm huffing and puffing, and I'm pedaling, and I'm looking behind me, and I'm hoping I make it. It's scary, but I think I can do it, and hopefully they don't see me. I could do that on my own. That's one experience to get to where I want to be, get to where I'm going. But then there's a whole other experience, which is what I usually utilize, and that's a Honda Odyssey. Yes, I drive a Honda Odyssey. Don't judge me. We have two minivans, which is quite an accomplishment, I will tell you that. I don't even give people the number of my house. I just say, go to the house with two minivans. That's all you got to do, because nobody else has two minivans. And not only have I done it, we've done it twice. This is the second time I've had two minivans in my life. I just decided to own it this time, though. I'm, I'm owning it. We're, not, we're just going to hang on to it as long as that bad boy can drive. And so I drive this into work. It takes me 12 minutes. 12 minutes. And it's completely safe. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about people hitting me. It's only 12 minutes on the road. It's a few miles. It's not bad. I just, you know what it takes? Just a little tap of the pedal. That's it. Just a little, that's all the effort i got to do. Because the car is going to take it for me. The car is going to do the rest for me. The car is going to get me here and friends, what I'm trying to tell you is that God's got a place he wants you to be. He's got a person that he wants you to be. There's some things that he wants you to do. And you've got to quit trying to pedal that bike to make it happen on your own. And what he's telling you is, it's like, you can do this with my spirit. I will get you here. I will get you to where I want you to be. I'll get you to what you're doing. And all that you have to do is just kind of surrender yourself over to me. It's like that last scene of Lord of the Rings movie where, you know, they're fighting and they're trying to survive and you have to forgive me. I don't remember all of their names, but they're, just, they're not going to make it, but they're, they're making, they're, they're just battling it out. And then all of a sudden the spirits come in and they just wipe everybody out in like one second. And that's, Man, we can try and we can hustle and we can discipline ourselves, but we can't do even marginally what God's Spirit can do through us and in us. And then he goes on in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is Apostle Paul speaking. He gives us a little bit more perspective on God's Spirit and gifts. And he says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I might boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. He's saying like, you can do all these things, you can work as hard as you want, but what is the overarching theme here? We think it's love, but it's really a little bit more than that, it's fruit. And some of us value these gifts of the Spirit so much that we forget that really what's more significant, and I would even argue more important than that, is the fruit of the Spirit. You see, the greatest manifestation of the Spirit is likely not the gifts, but the fruit. You see, I can stand up here and do this, and I've been doing it, and I'll probably have another 25, 30 years of doing this, and I could do 100 of these, and maybe two or three will resonate with you. But I tell you what, if you're going through a hard time and I sit down with you and I allow the fruit of the Spirit to come out of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness to come forth into that conversation, that one moment may be something that you never forget. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit It's where so much of the power is at, and that is what he's wanting to produce in our lives every single day, every moment, every interaction that we have with all people at all times. It's really incredible when you go from anger to gentleness, selfishness to kindness, demanding to being patient, to being stress-filled, to being peaceful, from being impulsive to being self-controlled. And God's Spirit is trying to empower you to that end. God's Holy Spirit empowers us to discern God's will. You see, because we sort through the scriptures and we're left saying, well, wait a second. What's going on here? I, I, how am I gonna figure out what school my kid's supposed to go to? How am, I gonna, how am I supposed to figure out what house to buy, or what job to take, what job to leave? Whatever the situation may be. It's, it's just not spelled out there. God's Spirit helps us to discern God's will. John 14 says it this way, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach, will guide you in all things, and he will remind you of everything I have said to you. That He is the one who's going to guide us and lead us. Let me say it to you this way. Discerning God's will is less about a relationship is less about a revelation and more about a relationship. And that relationship, it's not just horizontal it's lateral. In the book of Acts, we find a great example of this. The church is attempting to figure out what they're supposed to do with these Gentile converts to Christianity. They aren't exactly sure how they're supposed to bring them into the church. And so they, they, they essentially discern that they're not supposed to take them all the way back to Judaism and work them through Judaism and then eventually get them into Christianity. They realize that they just need to welcome them into the church. And there's a few weird things that they say you shouldn't do, like drinking blood and eating meat, sacrifice the idols, basically just don't become a vampire. I don't know, it's, it's really odd and strange. Another, another sermon. But the point is that they didn't make them go back into Judaism and enter into Christianity. And how did they come to that decision? It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And one of the things that I would want to submit to you that ought to give you great confidence in this church is this by and large is how we govern ourselves. That you have a, a group of elders that essentially make very large, dis- or the high level decisions here collectively. And this last year has not been short on decisions to make, whether it was dealing with the pandemic, whether it was race, racial tensions, whether it was how we exactly would re-engage the congregation into our building, even launching a school here, at the church, how exactly were we gonna sort all that out? Because it wasn't just spelled out for us in the scripture. Well, we continually sat down and we said, all right, what seems good to us collectively, not one personality just ramming something home, and then what seems good to the Holy Spirit? And we continually came back to that as we were making the decisions that we were making going forward. And I'll tell you what, if I'm a part of a church, that's the kind of church I want to be a part of, and that's why we function how we function. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we wanna continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10:30 AM. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. But when it comes to you specifically, you've got to always reference these nudgings, these leanings, these impressions on your heart with the scriptures. You've got to cross-reference it with something it's sort of like this. I get this message periodically. I don't know if you get this message. I pray you don't, but I get it. They're really worried about my car insurance. Hi, this message is from your insurance agency, FLM Insurance. It's extremely important we talk to you regarding the status of your car insurance. Driving without insurance is against the law. Thank you. I didn't know that. We can help. Please call now. 1-800-957-1200. Again, that's it. (laughs) 1-800-957-1200. This is the message that I get. I I get this message. I'm a little concerned because I thought I paid my car insurance, but apparently maybe I didn't. And then I start thinking about this. Hold on, this doesn't make a lot of sense because they didn't text me. They didn't email me. I didn't get anything in the mail. I'm pretty concerned about this breaking the law part of the message, but that seems a little bit... I don't know, like they're fear-mongering or something. It's just a little bit concerning, this message, but then I'm thinking, wait a second, and I don't know how, you, how often you connect with the people that have your car insurance. Frankly, I don't talk to them that much. We've even changed in the last few years. So I'm not even sh- I was like, I'm not even sure who my insurance is with now. And I go back and it wasn't with FLM Insurance, I'll tell you that. And I'm taking this information and I'm cross-referencing it with what I know to be true, I'm taking this message and I'm cross-referencing it with what I know to be true and that's how you're able to discern what God's Spirit God is leading you to the fourth way that God's Spirit empowers us is through gifts to serve others often when it comes to gifts we think that God is empowering us and we often function with the mentality of status but God doesn't give a gift for status he gives a gift for service. The Bible says it this way: there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them all. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. For everyone. It's not for you, it's for the body. It's for the church. That's why you've been given these particular gifts, not for status, but for service. And I'm not going to have nearly enough time to truly expound on this. But this is one of the reasons why um, we don't make a big deal, or even really practice speaking in tongues in our in our body. That for us, what we have realized as a church is that there are arguments for why speaking in tongues shouldn't be with us anymore. And there's two types in the scriptures. You got the, the ability to speak in foreign languages, okay? And I've heard of instances overseas where missionaries have been able to seemingly supernaturally speak a language or understand a language that they had never been trained in. But then there's also this discussion of angelic language that is spoken amongst one another it's always meant to be in the midst of edifying the church and so as we've began to sort through that as a church as a church we've realized that there's an argument that says that doesn't that 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 doesn't go anymore and then there's also an argument that says it does work now and so for us where as we have rationalize this out, we've realized that this gift of maybe speaking in foreign languages is fairly rare today. You don't see it around too much. I've heard the stories. I haven't ever seen it. And it makes me wonder with the tongues exactly what is going on there, that wouldn't it make sense that it's equally rare if it's still available to us? At any rate, what we have come to conclude is that as far as us as a large body, that That's not something that we're trying to endorse here. That's not something that we're trying to practice within because it's often disruptive, distracting and divisive and super confusing to people. And for some, they would say, well, we're trying to squelch the spirit and we're saying, no, no, we're trying to stay in step with the spirit as we're moving forward. And those are always discussions that we're willing to have with people. But at the end of the day for us, the most important thing is how are we going to serve this body? Through the gifts that God has given us. Because, this leads to the last point, we want as many to come to faith in Jesus as possible. The Holy Spirit empowers us when he calls us to salvation. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit is involved in you coming to faith? And maybe you need to come in faith, come to faith. Well, this is what 1 Corinthians says. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking of the, by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that one plants, one waters, we all have a part to play, but God causes the growth. That that growth can't happen apart from the Holy Spirit. And that should encourage some of us, that should challenge some of us. That if God's Spirit is working on you and drawing you unto Him, then you need to respond. But also, maybe you've been praying for someone, you've been pouring over somebody, you've been lifting them up to the Lord for months, maybe even years, and it's just breaking your heart that they haven't had a faith in God. Well, there comes a point at which they have to make that decision, and they have to be receptive to what God is doing on them. And that's what he's saying here. Francis Chan, who's an author, a pastor, I alluded to him earlier, He uh, had a daughter, a teenage daughter of his who who was very reluctant to come to faith in Jesus, antagonistic of the Christian faith. It broke his heart. He spent years praying for her, and eventually, as he came across scriptures like this one, he came to have a peace about it because he knew that God's Spirit was the one that was going to have to take her that last step, and he said it was so interesting that After I came to that moment of peace, a few months later, she finally came to faith in Jesus. She finally embraced that eternal security that was available to her with the faith in Christ. And that's what Titus tells us, that he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewed of the Holy Spirit. That God's Spirit is the one that's going to do the most critical work and growth that needs to take place in each and every one of us. And so right now you're close, but don't leave here without tapping in, getting reconnected to and empowered by God's Spirit. Let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, now we come before you as a people who acknowledge we are not who We're not all that you've created us to be. Father, in each of us, you are doing something fresh, something that is new. And so, Lord, help us to be open to that. God, may we be in a position of humility to receive from you what you would have for us. And we are grateful that everyone who's called on your son's name has that available to them. And we pray this in his name. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.